What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today we're going to be going over all the news that's happened most recently, at least, you know, through about noon on Friday. Just talk about what it means for fantasy, everything you should be knowing going into your draft. So, uh, first preseason game, ETN's usage, a little concerning. I wanted to highlight it because it's like, you know, I've said plenty, um, don't look at usage too much in the preseason because we can be like you know hyper analyzing four snaps and it's like so many different things could have happened they could have just wanted to see how people are used in certain situations it doesn't have a huge impact right but uh, we've been hearing all offseason that it is possible that etn is more of a between the 20s running backs meaning like from you know your 20 yard line to the next 20 yard line um you know where you start until you get into the red zone then that he might be coming off the field a little bit not all the time but like basically that tank bigsby might be their like locked in short yardage back used on like third and ones that we don't really care about too much between the 20s but that means that if he's still getting that that at the goal line we might see etn's upside capped because if he's not scoring all those goal line touchdowns that is obviously going to hurt he's going to have to score much further out that's more difficult to do then we look and see okay they've also kind of talked about Michael Hasty on like third downs could he mix in because we know the ETN is not an amazing pass catcher and that is what happened as well in the preseason game we got tank in the short yardage we got Hasty in third and long and so it kind of confirmed a fear that we had for ETN Still not a player that I've been targeting at all this offseason. I think he's going too early because of these concerns. Uh, and it kind of came to fruition in the first game of the preseason. There was also a podcast, um, 32 Beat Writers. You guys should be following them on Twitter. Uh, where they were talking to a beat writer from the Jaguars. And they were kind of saying like, yeah, this is what the expectation is for the Jaguars running back room. But then he also highlighted, he's like, listen, they're probably not going to throw to running backs that much in general. And I don't know if that caught me off guard or it was just kind of something that I thought about more. And he's like, you know, they, they love their wide receiver room. Um, they want to run a lot of like heavy tight end personnel as well. They love a lot of their tight ends that they have. They view this offense as why would we throw to the running backs? Like when we have such amazing talent everywhere else, why would we have a high target share to any of them, especially if we're rotating through all three? And so I kind of thought about that and I'm just like, you know, none of these running backs are catching a ton of passes. And if we are splitting, maybe I am a little bit too high in tank bigs, but I still think he's awesome because if ETN went down, he's the perfect handcuff of like, well, now he's getting these early down and these goal line and that's awesome and still mixing in on receptions. But it, I think I might drop the target share a little bit on some of these running backs because yeah, they're probably not going to throw to them that much, but definitely ETN. I don't want to draft in the season. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a visit with the Saints, the Colts, the Vikings. Maybe by the time you're watching this, it's, it's another team that he's visiting. Um, it's kind of weird because there was no buzz on Kareem Hunt all summer and so no one's drafting him at all and then all of a sudden he's visiting all these places and we're like wait a minute like if you sign with the Colts if you sign with the Vikings like that's awesome for fantasy we really will want you ADP starts to skyrocket a little bit I think he went up like 20 picks in a matter of a few days um I still don't know where he goes maybe you guys will when you're watching this video again obviously the the premier landing spots right now for any of these free agents that are left uh, or anyone that's like requesting a trade um I guess the Colts uh Jonathan Taylor is one of the ones requesting a trade but um you know the premier landing spots are if Jacobs holds out, if someone were to sign with the Raiders, um, if JT holds out, if someone were to sign with the Colts, and then just anyone signing with the Vikings, because I am not a true believer in Alexander Madison, you know, having a monster breakout this season and being amazing. So if Kareem Hunt went there, that would still be a landing spot and he'd be someone worth taking later on. Um, speaking of the Saints, as part of that potential landing spots, though, um, seems like and I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to the Saints because, again, it makes no sense. Um, seems like Kendra Miller's 
injury isn't something to worry about. He should be able to play in week one, and I believe there was a report he could play in the preseason. He's been getting snaps already in camp. He's going to be good to go. Um, there was a little bit of a scare there, and I think ADPs really shifted quickly. Everyone was like, okay, keep drafting Alvin Kamara. Now we need to start hammering Jamal Williams because if, if Kendra Miller misses time, we've got Williams the feature back. Got to use him in like, you know, RB0 formats, things like that. Um, seems like Kendra is going to be fine. We should probably be capitalizing on his very depressed ADP right now. Uh, but again, my favorite is still Alvin Kamara in that backfield. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, back at practice. We've talked for a very long time about how he was the least likely to hold out because it made zero sense. He has no leverage. He would hurt himself significantly in the short term and in the long term if he held out. He was never going to hold out this season. His ADP has fallen. He is in a great spot on pretty much every single platform. I want to say off the top of my head it was ESPN. He was a really good one. But watch that value video that I did on what, like Wednesday, where was the best value on every site. I'll be at Dobbins. Phenomenal pick this season. I think he's going to be really, really good. You should be drafting him. You should have been drafting him all summer. Um, Jonathan Taylor came back shortly. Uh, now he has another excused absence. I believe they said it was like a personal matter. Again, it's just a contract. Every time they do one of these things, it's a contract. Um, this situation is not good. And I thought that there was a decent chance he would start the season. Every single day that he's not there, I get more and more concerned. It does not seem like he wants to play for the Colts right now. Um, he would be an early second round pick if he stayed and he played in week one if we knew that was happening he's an early second round pick he's been dropping more into like honestly the early third round underdog which means that's more like late second round in a redraft platform um i would say at this point round three i don't know that i can justify a top two round pick on him right now because those rounds are so valuable there's so many good players i just think with how risky it's getting until we know that he's playing I wouldn't take him the top two rounds. In round three, I think, you know, talent doesn't, I don't want to say talent falls off, but we definitely see a tear break into the third round. More risky players, a little bit less upside, a little bit less certainty. Um, then it's like, okay, you know, if you could draft like, I don't know, Austin Eckler, Garrett Wilson, and then you wanted to take a shot on Jonathan Taylor already having running back one and two locked up, two players you feel very good about. I think the third round, now you're like, okay, I think that's valuable. I think that has a lot of upside because now if he hits and I have, you know, two top five running backs with Garrett Wilson, I'm in a really good situation and it doesn't hurt as much if he holds out. Uh, but again, I'm more hesitant. I want it to be a value at this point. Uh, Zeke signs with New England and Dalvin signs with the Jets over Zeke first. Um, Ramondre's still fine. I think people are panicking on Ramondre right now. And obviously, I dropped him in the rankings. But I've been game planning for this. So, like, I didn't have to drop him as much. The big thing here is Ramondre, they never wanted to give too many touches because he's so important. And I think people in their minds are like, okay, they don't want to give him a lot of touches. That's bad in fantasy. No, they didn't want to give him 300 touches because he's so valuable on this offense that if they were to lose him due to injury, they're toast. I mean, they have nothing, right? And so they have, they looked at their backups and they're like, these guys are not going to get it done. We can't give them touches because we're in the most difficult division in football. Like if we're going to win at this point, we have to give Ramondre 25 touches every week and they don't want to do that. So they bring in Zeke. Zeke's going to take these like grinder snaps. Unfortunately, that means some of them are going to be goal line snaps, um, you know, third and short, things like that. Like what we're concerned with like ETN with Tank Bigsby taking those snaps. But 
we know that Ramondre is going to be heavily involved in the receiving game. That doesn't get impacted with Zeke leaving. Zeke is a great like you know, pass protector, but they need Ramondre in the receiving game. He's still going to have a ton of receptions. He's still a very, very strong pick to make just a little bit worse than before, and he still does have touchdown upside. It's not like Zeke comes on the field every time they get inside the tent. Ramondre is still going to be out there plenty. He'll still be the you know two and four minute back. Still has a very good role in this offense. They love him. They want to use him a ton. Uh, so still draft Ramondre just a little bit later than before. And then Dalvin, um, this hurts a little bit, but it, it's a similar-ish situation um, with like how they view Brees Hall as so important to this team. They can't overload him. The problem was Brees Hall is coming off the AC out. And so their stance there is we don't want to overload him because he's coming off injury. And so we're going to get a running back that you know we can give a significant workload to and make sure that we slowly get Brees Hall ramped up and that's more concerning because to begin the year he's not going to have as many touches and obviously Dalvin's also a better running back right now than Ezekiel Elliott and so they could give Dalvin 15 touches a game to start the season and it would be completely fine they could give him that even at the end of the season because he's such a good running back that they're like hey why don't we just go this full year make sure he's good to go make sure maybe he's good to go for the playoffs because they think they're going to be you know having a chance for the Super Bowl this season so it's more of a concern for Brees Hall, I dropped him a little bit more. And Dalvin, honestly, is a great pick on a lot of platforms. Uh, Traylon Burks, huge injury scare. I mean, there was a chance that he tore his ACL. Like, when you watch the video, you're like, oh, no, this could be bad. Uh, fortunately, it was just an LCL sprain. Could have been significantly worse. That's probably the best news you could have heard. Um, he'll likely miss a few weeks. Um, I don't know if he's going to start week one fully healthy or even play in week one. I don't. We just don't know at this point. But he's going to be fine. It's just an LCL sprain. He just needs a little bit of time to recover from that. It is not something that's going to impact him once we get into like week five, week six, you know, out there. And for where you were drafting him, it's very likely you weren't starting in week one anyway, so it shouldn't impact you a ton. I did move him down a little bit because it's a knee injury. He's going to miss time in camp. That's time that he could have developed a little bit more as a player, a little bit better chemistry with Tannehill. Uh, but the point is it could have been so much worse. So Huge sigh of relief there. Uh, again, didn't drop him a ton, but I dropped him behind Elijah Moore and Zay Flowers. Roshan Johnson, uh, getting some first-team reps in camp. Uh, it's been very noteworthy to the team. They've said a lot of times how physical he is. That was something we kind of figured, you know, when the pads are off, Roshan's not really going to look amazing. You're going to get players like DeAndre Swift. You're going to get a ton of hype when there's no pads on. Put the pads on. Apparently, he's been phenomenal. Look at that carry. I know it's one carry. But that awesome carry he had in that first preseason game, you kind of see glimpses of what he could be. He's better in pass protection than Khalil Herbert. Um, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared of Khalil Herbert a little bit. I'm not really drafting him right now. Uh, he's been suppressed in the rankings. You know, if you use the rankings, you're probably not getting much Khalil Herbert. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear Roshan's good. Roshan's going to have a role in this team. And even if it's not um, the significant role in the passing game because they don't throw the running backs that much, I just think the fact that like Khalil Herbert at this point is like a split early down only back hurts. That really hurts upside. Uh, so neither one of them, honestly, is like amazing. But if I'm drafting one of them right now, uh, given ADPs, it's Roshan Johnson. Tank Dell. Uh, talked about this in the... Oh, wait, that's the future. Talked, I will talk about this in the Sunday video. I'll talk about it in tomorrow's video. Um, but he's getting a lot of hype. So has the touchdown catch in the preseason. Um, I think that was more just like, oh, look at this funny catch that like was bobbling around a bunch. It wasn't like some amazing catch or anything. I mean, it was, a, it was a great catch, but it wasn't like, you know, he just destroyed the defense and he makes like an Odell catch. It was like the ball was bobbling in the air and he kind of came down with it. Uh, but point is, 
he looked good. He looked explosive. He looked quick. He looked like someone they're going to utilize a lot in this offense. Camp reports, he's scoring touchdowns, which was probably the biggest fear people had. He's so tiny. It's like, can he score touchdowns? With how quick he's been, yeah, he's been using the red zone a lot. Um, he just looks good. He looks really good. And for for someone that used to be going, you know, the 200s on underdog, I'm so upset with myself that I, I started to draft him early in the offseason. I was like, no, it's the Texans. He's so small. They have other wide receivers. I kind of backed off at that ADP. It's already shot up into like the 180s um, on, you know, major platforms. Last pick in the draft, you can just take a shot on him. But yeah, he looks good. Uh, that's a good sleeper late. Uh, Luke Musgrave, similar. I mean, not similar in the sense of like Musgrave's obviously like significantly larger than, than he is. Probably has like 100 pounds on him. Um, but he's another rookie that's really standing out in camp right now. Um, beat reporters are saying like it's been locked in all camp. He's the one. And that's something we've talked about a lot is like rookie tight ends. They just need the snaps. It's not that they're bad players. Uh, it's that it's such a difficult position to learn that um, it's a similar take with like Sam Laporta, right? Sam Laporta and Luke Musgrave are already locked into their number one roles on their team. And so most rookies only have like a 30, 40% snap share. How can you really produce there? Because the coaches don't trust them. They have another option. These two teams don't have another option. Detroit needs Laporta to produce in week one because they have nothing else to throw to. I, honestly, I'm, I'd be surprised they didn't sign a wide receiver at this point. Um, and then Musgrave, like they don't have another tight end and they want to utilize the tight end in Green Bay. They're both going to be number ones. They're both really good picks in the later rounds. I think people are scared about rookies and that's like, you know, deserve. You should be scared of rookies. It's likely that neither one of them, you know, is like a, a high-end fantasy starter this season, but... I think Luke really has a chance to like be a strong pick, especially on a site like Underdog where you're drafting multiple late. He is a person that I, you should be targeting right now. I am starting to target more because uh, he's clearly going to have a role on the team. Uh, Miles Sanders might not play at all this preseason with the groin injury. It's not a great look. Um, they're obviously being cautious. It doesn't seem like a significant injury, but it would be nice if he was healthy with his new team, getting reps in preseason, looked like the clear one in camp. Like these reports would just like make us more confident in drafting him. And you look at his average ADP across all the major platforms. The average ADPs are Pierce or for who he's going ahead of. So it's Sanders, then Pierce, Akers, Madison, Dobbins, James Conner, Alvin Kamara. He's going ahead of all of them. Some he's going, you know, more than a round ahead of. I'm starting to get hesitant. I love Miles Sanders as a player. And if he's a featured back on this Panthers team, he's going to shatter his ADP and he's going to be incredible. We just haven't seen it. And it's concerning that we can't be sure. Like we can be pretty sure that, you know, Pierce is going to have a strong role, that Dobbins will have a really good role in the team. James Conner is a featured back. We know Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. He's fantastic. And it's like, we just don't really know with Miles Sanders right now. I know the contract was great. Uh, and that, you know, has me okay drafting him. I'm just getting a little bit concerned, I guess is all I'm saying. Then finally, uh, Cortland Sutton. We're getting a lot of buzz in camp recently. I think his ADP is trending up, but very slowly. Um, remember we talked about uh, Gallup before being like, well, last year, you know, first year off the torn ACL, this year should be a little bit more healthy. Uh, same thing actually with uh, Chris Godwin and the same thing with Cortland Sutton. First year off the torn ACL last season, not 100%. Looks much better in camp this year. Um, all reports seem to indicate that he's 
back at full strength right now. Uh, he said he dropped some weight from what he was playing on last year just to get back to where he was in 2019. I mean, remember 2019, he had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. You've got Tim Patrick done for the year again. They need Sutton. They need Sutton to be out there every single play. I know I love Mims late. We're finally going to see Mims in the preseason this week. Um, but it's not to say I don't like Sutton. If this offense really gets going, Sutton's going to be a major part of that. And he's a really good value on a lot of sites right now. Again, I probably have not been high enough on him this offseason. He is a really, really strong pick. So that is the, the biggest news you need to know if you were drafting today. Uh, what you got to know heading into that draft on what's been happening most recently. If you want to see my rankings on every single player in the draft, my exact projections on them, rankings for every scoring format, you can see that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want access to those rankings for free, all you got to do is sign up for your first $100 account today using promo code FFA. Do that. Make a minimum $10 deposit. And the following morning, you'll get an email from me giving you login information for all my draft rankings and then all my underdog content for the entire season. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.